Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat Pod. On today's pod, we review Chelsea's 5-0 win in their first preseason game against Wrexham. We talk about what we learned about posh, new formations and new signings. And we'll quickly go through all things Chelsea from the past week, including Wesley Fofana's gutting long-term injury. I'm Craig, and as always, I'm joined by our good friend Brady. But where's Chris? I think he's joined the Chelsea medical department with Wesley for a week. Uh, <laughs> he's had to pop to the medical department, yeah, just for just for a week. But he should be back next week. Um, wish him all the best. Um, we've actually done a we've actually done a holiday swap. I'm on holiday in Slovenia, and Mateo and uh, Craig is back in a uh, Craig's back in in uh, in London. So we've done a bit of a holiday swap there. Yeah, nice, nice to be back. Yeah, nice. It's the, it's the morning after the night before as well. It's a good thing I'm jet lagged because uh, it was a late one. Yeah. Chelsea won five nil this morning. Finished at around three a.m. UK time. Well done to all those that made it up to that time. And well worth who, staying, well worth staying up for. Yeah, it was. It was a good one. And for those who didn't, hopefully we'll we'll give you a quick uh, wrap up and r- review and and tell you what what happened during the game. Uh, how, how did you see it, Brady? I mean, I think we scored eight goals in our entire pre-season last year, if I'm not mistaken. The top goal scorer was two, Mason Mount, and we've already scored five, and we've already got someone who scored two goals in Ian Martin. So, yeah, it was a game where you really saw the worth of the, the I guess, the secondary signings that we've made, the Casadias, the Santoses, players like that. Um, a real, I think the average age of the team was would you want to guess the average age of the team? Do you have a little guess? I think you, I think I saw this on Twitter. It was nineteen point oh nine. Yeah, I think I think over the whole game it was twenty point nine. But last season when we played Club America in our first preseason game on the Tuchel, it was twenty five point nine. Wow. So the average the average age of the team's gone down five years. I mean, amazing, really. I know we had some senior players out, but yeah, Sterling out there, and obviously Silver will bring it up. But um, yeah, just a real youthful experience, and we. We were always going to outrun Wrexham, but you could tell that Wrexham were lagging from I think, 10, 20 minutes in. We were running all over the place. And uh, yeah, just shows what Poch is going to bring. A lot of energy, a lot of youthful enthusiasm, and uh, actually some goals. So it's great. Yeah, I think we uh, one of the things we were looking for them, forward to the most was what formation are we going to trot out in? And I think there have been a few leaks uh, this week from training and things like that about the shape that we're going to play in. And, and it looks like it is going to be a 4 2 3 1. Yeah. Um, at least in the first half today it was. I know they switched to um three at the back system in this in the second half, but the four two three one was looking good, I've got to say. The yeah. the intensity, uh the the style of play, quite direct with the ball at times, yeah. but also quite patient at other times and tried to play a bit more possession, a bit more slow build up. So I think the 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 early signs for Posh are absolutely fantastic and I think you can really tell already the the togetherness of the squad. Yeah. It's not it's not going to be a team like last year. I don't think we're going to get outrun in, in a lot of games this year. Okay. Don't think we're going to get outworked. Um I don't think we're going to get a situation like last year where I think the other team played with a lot more passion than Chelsea. Yeah. I, th- I think we're gonna we're gonna match that and I think quick shout out to Posh at half time as well, coming over to the ref and having a pop at him in a in a preseason <laughs> game. I think I think he said in his presser actually, Posh, that for him it wasn't a preseason game. There are no preseason games. Yeah, no friendlies at Chelsea, I think he said. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. uh he he lived it because yeah, the, the ref blew out for half time at, at forty six 
which was fine. It was a minute after the thing, but Chelsea were on a, a break where it was probably, I think it was a 3v3 or it might have even been a 3v2. And uh, he blew up and, and Posh was absolutely fuming. He was <laughs> livid when he went across. And he sort of calmed down as he realised it was sort of a bit of a stupid situation maybe to, to be mad about. But he, when he was running over there, he really went over to have a pop at the ref. So, yeah, I love that passion. I love that intensity. You can tell he really cares already. And uh, I think he's going to be really popular with the fan base, Posh. Yeah, I think, like I said last week on the pod, I think you're here, Greg. When it's kind of a tribal sort of old school thing, even when a team's playing badly, if they're running and trying, you just support them more, right? So even like like I said, if we lose to Liverpool or if we lose when any sort of game, but you know we kind of win an XG or we 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 run more than any, you don't mind that. We we're just losing badly last year. If you lose in the right way, that's fine. So yeah, just he's just got this whole mentality across the squad. So I was reading an athletic article that. He's done this thing where he makes all the players kind of like if you're in school, sit on different tables, mix of the holes at like home, try not, not try not to have like clicks in the dressing room, a like mix. I don't know if you saw uh, Santos and Silva were sitting together. I mean, they're both Brazilian, but generational, like completely different. So, yeah, he's trying to build an actual squad, not like pockets of players who just play together. So, yeah, yeah. I think that. Yeah, and uh, five goals in the match. When was the yeah. last time Chelsea scored five goals in the game? I knew you could ask this question. I was it was it Southampton away? It was Southampton away. Yeah. Did you look it up or did you remember? No, I did remember. I, I love that game because it's a game that Tino Ver I always remember the Southampton game because Tino Ver Timo Werner actually showed us what he could be for us because exactly he played against that, a yeah. he played against a Hasselhutel high line. <laughs> so, so under Google, uh, it was the 9th of April twenty twenty two, beat Southampton six nil. Yeah, Mary. So yeah, that that was one to remember. Two goals from Timo Werner there, but I think he hit the post and the bar, and he also missed an open goal. So could have had a lot of goals that day. But I mean, that's Timo for you. Yeah, yeah. Quite a squad that day. Even Kante got a goal, I think. So um, yeah, five. So five goals in the game. Two from Ian Matson in the in the first half. Uh, one especially was a fantastic finish from outside the area. Just want to quickly talk about Matson because he is in an interesting situation where at mm. left back, if we're going to play a four at the back system, we've got Chilwell, Kukurea, Matson, and Hall, um, especially the, the, the first three I mentioned, are purely left backs, basically. Yeah. Um, so if he's looking to actually play football, and it looks like, by the way, he should be looking to play football because he, he looks very accomplished already. Yeah. He doesn't look like a guy that needs to be the third string Left back at Chelsea, that's for sure. Um, what what are you thinking if you're if you're Matson? Where do you need to be to 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 stay at Chelsea? Let's be honest. It's interesting. It's a guy that we haven't really been thinking about too much. He's just sort of coming to the coming to focus since his brilliant loan at Burnley. I mean, Lewis Hall, I think, will be used as a midfielder. I think we'll go out on loan. So he probably got three. I think the issue for him is I think. I've got maybe a bit of a controversial take. I think Mark Kukurea might have a bit of resurgence under Posh. He did the press conference. You know, they did the player press conference with him. I just think it's going to be, with only one game a week, um, Chilwell looks like he's going to be prioritised number one. Kukurea, I think, will be utilised because he can be used if we switch to a, a back three. He can play at the left centre-back. I just he think he came a, on and played uh, left centre back last night as well when Chalobah sort of felt something in his Achilles. Yeah, I just think for Martin, I can't see him getting more than like four or five hundred minutes. And for you, um, I assume I don't know exactly to this, but I assume he played like, I mean, at least two thousand, two thousand five hundred minutes in the Championship last year because it's forty six games. To like have twenty percent of your playing time, this is not good for your development. 
we don't want to lose him. There's interest from West Ham. There's interest from everywhere. And you know, when that happens, obviously we know the scouting behind the scenes that there's a lot of um, uh, clubs interested. To be honest, from a cold light of day point of view, I'd probably move on. But it looks like we should keep him. But it's it's a difficult one. It's a really difficult one. What about you? Yeah, I think that Kukurea, he said all the right things in that that press conference. Yeah, and I was kind of excited actually to watch him play. I know he he started the game yesterday. One, it was one of the more experienced players that started the game. I was a little disappointed again with him. I, I just don't... I, I can't see it with Kukurean at, at the moment. I just don't see where he becomes an elite player. Um, whereas when we signed him, I was thinking that, you know, that was a real possibility. So I just... I'm not sure I want to get rid of Ian Martin and keep Kukurea. And I, I just wonder if we get a good offer for Kukurea at some t- yeah. time towards the end of the window. And Matson has the the preseason it continues like this and he looks really good remember he's only 21 years old mm. he's a homegrown player his contract runs out next year next summer but we've got the option to extend that by a further year so i don't think we're under too much pressure to do something but what we don't want to end up with is a situation where we keep all three left backs and we're playing a very low amount of games and these you know two of them especially one of them won't get any minutes really at all um so yeah I, if I think if you could really ideally set this up, I think Chilwell and Matson are the two to keep and Kukurea is yeah. the one to let go. Um, it's just whether that can actually be done in real life. Kukurea is a real system-based player, I think. I mean, under under Potter at Brighton, he, he was using the system, he inverted, he was told what to do. He, he's not a player who, attacking-wise, has got much flair. He hasn't... He's, um, his crossing isn't great. He hasn't really got much of a goal in him, per se. I mean, Matson got two last night and Kukure didn't get any at all last season. I think Kukure got two assists or something like that. And one was from a corner. For that Koulibaly volley, if you remember. I think that was your goal of the season last year. That was actually a Kukure assist from a corner. Yeah. Um, but attacking, I mean, Poch really likes to push the full-backs high. And you just don't really back Kukure in high, in, in high up the pitch. But you might want to use him for his versatility. And to be honest, with in Kukurea's spot, a little bit like Koulibaly, probably doesn't really want to leave the club on very good wages, very good contract. Probably isn't desperate to leave, to be honest. And probably, maybe, apparently there are a lot of, I've heard on podcasts um, on Athletic that there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes in Mark Kukurea's life last year. Uh, yeah. That didn't even come to, I know he had tons of, I think he had tons of, um, he had some issues with his stomach and he, I, I think he's a house of burgle, but apparently there's a lot more going on as well. So who knows, but, and he obviously got a lot of criticism, but I don't know. In high areas, he doesn't really excite you, and Markson already is. So, but I, I think I think Markson be good to loan him, right? Be good to loan him. Um, but whether we can loan him and whether he wants to be loaned is another thing. So that's what I say. If Chill will loan Kukurea's day, I think Matson sh- should go out on loan. I don't think he should yeah. stay and be the third stringer. We're definitely yeah. going to lose him. Definitely going to lose him. And then yeah, if yeah. Kukurea has a fantastic season this year, maybe you can look to sell him then, or I don't know, but or. I guess he'll go in a three if he's got one year left, but um, or they can extend. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good problem for Poch, but it is a bit of a, it's been described as a log jam at left back, and it really is. It's a traffic jam that level. Four of them, three and a half, I guess, with Lewis all being essentially a midfielder. But it's yeah, it's a log jam. Um, goals from Conor Gallagher, Christopher yeah. Nkunku, and Ben Chilwell to end things in the last ten fifteen minutes there. Um, the, the the second half, to be fair, we switched to three four three, looked a lot worse. Wrexham offered absolutely nothing in the first half. We were completely dominant in the game. Um, you know, they, they didn't create any chances. We created a bunch of chances. 
and second half they switched formations looked a lot more vulnerable defensively um yeah. after the after the switch players looked like they weren't quite as familiar with that um but did manage to get three goals at the end. Nice finish from Connor from the edge of the area, who who had an okay game actually when he came on. Uh, and Kunku probably wasn't as involved as we would have liked to be. Uh, that's a consequence of maybe the formation and, and how we actually played overall in the second half. He didn't actually end up getting many touches in the game, no. but he did take his goal really well and a lovely pass from uh, Cassidy, who we'll talk about um, shortly. And Ben Chilwell wrapped things up at the end with a nice... Uh, run across the pitch from Angelo Gabriel. Yeah. Who um, looked quite lively, I thought, uh, right wing uh, yeah. when, when he yeah. came on. And um, yeah, he, he's a really nice pass slipped through to Ben Chilwell and a really nice finish. It was probably our best goal of the, of the night. Yeah, easily. Save the best till last. Absolutely. So let's talk about some individual performances from the game. Let's first start with... I thought the best player on the pitch and, and Cassidy. Uh, what, what did we think of his performance overall? Very composed on the ball, can pivot, can obviously use both feet. He had a, he had a left foot assist. Is he left foot or right foot? Is he both footed? He, he's, he is right footed, I believe, but he, he was using his left foot a lot. Uh, yeah. I did notice that. Obviously, very proficient with his left foot, which is great for a pivot player, can pivot either way. I mean, obviously, it was a Santos, Andre Santos, uh, Cesar, Cassidy pivot. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Lavia coming in. I mean, maybe just keep one of these kids, just keep them in there because he looked very good on the ball, very accomplished, can pick a pass, calm on the ball for his age, uh, can find space. And and he's been, he's, apparently he's got a real shot on him. And he's even been compared to Frank Lampard in the sense where he can arrive late in the box. Got a lot, bit of a bit of an all-rounder midfielder, so... Might have been playing within himself a little bit yesterday in football in terms of like his game, but it looked like he was actually really looking to express himself. But I think he very best player on the pitch for you and looks really good. It looks like he's going to be going out alone. Uh, but I think probably one of him or Santos will stay this season around the first team. So wait and see. But yeah, very good performance. I know you want to talk about him, Craig. Yeah, I mean, he, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. He couldn't have impressed me any more in the game. Wow. I don't think. wow. But I, I was even from the tunnel I think me and my brother were chatting he managed to stay up for the game as well um, last night and in the tunnel pre-match and they did a little camera panel and Cassidy I was like whoa he's absolutely massive yeah he's big lad he is absolutely massive um, for his age as well you've got to remember that, that he's only 20 years old yeah I mean it's crazy that he, he looks like a proper adult footballer um, at 20 and you know there's a lot of players that that's not the case for um, and then, yeah, as soon as he got out on the pitch, fantastic touch on him. He, he looks he looks to take players on as well. He's got a bit of that covert about him in midfield yeah. where he, he likes to nip past players in midfield. Um, he's, he's deceptively fast. I thought when he, we first signed him, he was looking a bit chunky, like a bit of a more of a solid player. wasn't really sure what sort of position he, he would play, but he was incredibly fit as well. He played, mm-hmm. I think he played 90 minutes. He was the only... Yeah, the only player, I think... Um... Actually, sorry, it was the other player that played 90 minutes. But yeah, he played 90 minutes in the game. And at the end of the game, he was he he made a one-two pass on the right-hand side of the pitch. And he was sprinting forward. And I was thinking, blimey, for the first preseason game, that's a great effort to be putting in. Because yeah. it's easy to play that pass and sit still at 90, yeah. 90 minutes in a preseason game, your first preseason game of the season. And he didn't. So 
yeah, I'm like I said, couldn't have impressed me anymore. And, and that pass for Nkunku's goal where it sort of opened up and I was like, oh, you got to play it now. And he did straight away with his left foot, great weight on the mm-hmm. pass. Um, he was also making runs in behind as well. Um, not from long balls, they were looking up and he was making runs in behind. There was a, a spot in the first half where he almost got through the ball, sort of skipped up. By the way, just a quick note on the, the AstroTurf. Absolutely hate it. Um, a mix, mix synthetic grass pitch, and the ball. Yeah. You play those long balls over the top, and they sort of just skid over. I remember, obviously, I played a lot of astroturf in my life as well, and I just hate it. I hate how the ball moves on astroturf. Bring no time for that at all. Bring the back old school, grass. the old school Loftus Road QPR pitch. Oh my god, yeah, just bring back grass. Like no time for astroturf whatsoever. But yeah, he he uh, he was fantastic, and yeah, my man of the match for sure. Um, but we'll talk about someone else who I think a lot of Chelsea fans were impressed with as well, and that is Nicholas Jackson. Yeah. Um, was... Inside two minutes, he uh, he got half Kai Havertz's assist from last season. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we it. think of him? The thing with Nick Jackson is, I think he's going to be, he can run in behind really well, got a lot of movement, very hard to track, can skip past players. Real wide forward. Reminds me of Mane a little bit. Um, don't think he's going to be necessarily a goal machine. I think he'll be... A, I mean, I'm, might be a bit biased because he got two assists last night. Real assist machine. Quite unselfish for the first goal to lay it off. Can can really press, can work hard, and can hold up the ball. Um, I think he's got a lot of things that Didier Drogba might have other than the heading, but just a lot of movement. Can can really run it runs in behind press presses he was giving ben ben foster's ben foster absolute nightmares last night pressing it in and just yeah i think i was really impressed by him i mean the headlines will go to Nkuku, who was quieter but was really clinical which is good to see um but i think nick jackson definitely could be you know a starter for us not sure where across the front line but it shows that maybe We've really been moaning about a striker. You know, are we going to get a striker? Ostermans fell through the sit for our fingers too expensive, and Avlahovic have gone a bit cold. Maybe this is the front line that we're going to have um, in, in Kunku and uh, Jackson. So wait and see. But I was very impressed by him. A bit of an underco- undercover hero last night. There's a lot of plaudits for Nkunku, but I thought Jackson was fantastic. Yeah, I think uh, Nazar Kinsella alluded to this a little bit, which is I think Chelsea are a bit wait and see with striker. Yeah, they, they want to get they want to get midfielder over the line. Um, that's looking like Caicedo and that's looking like it probably will get done at some point. But the with Stryker, I think they're, they're going to give Jackson and Broya and Nkunku a chance to sort of figure things out up top and, and Posh a chance to yeah. figure it out with them and see whether we need to invest in a striker because those are two young players, Jackson and Broya especially, that have incredible potential. But that are they ready yet? And remember, the transfer window doesn't close until the end of August. Actually, I think it goes a little bit into September this year. So mm. we're going to have good six weeks now to evaluate them. We're going to have all these preseason games and Chelsea have got a few. And then we're going to probably have uh, Liverpool and I think two other games before the transfer window um, closes in the Premier League. So we've got a chance to really properly evaluate um, striker. And, you know, if it gets to the end of the window and we're thinking maybe we need a striker, we can still attack that at the end of the window and make maybe a deadline day signing. And if Jackson and Broya look good, then, then maybe we can get to at least January without without signing a striker and see how they get on. So I think that approach to striker, I've come around to that a bit. I think yeah. previously when we were talking, it's like, oh, we need a striker. We need a striker. Now, I don't know if we do. No, I don't know. I, th- I think the market personally was a little bit awesome and a bust for me. Um, I think there was a huge drop-off. 
if you're going from Osterman to Vlahovic, it's a huge drop-off for me. Vlahovic got huge wages, and there's not really many other strikers in the market. I mean, Daniel Levy would, I think, rather uh, sell his soul than sell up Harry Kane to us. So uh, <laughs> I don't think Harry Kane's going to become a Chelsea anytime soon. So, yeah, I think the goals are a real issue. I don't care where they come from. We can do the Arsenal model where Tezos is more of a false nine, and really the goals come from eight, you know, uh, 10, 11 in terms of uh, Saka, Martinelli, and uh, Odegaard. So, and Tezos uh, chipping in. So, I don't mind where the goals come from as long as we have goals. We don't need a 25 a goal season per player. We just need goals, and wherever they come from is fine. And for scoring goals and around the pitch, that's fine. So, that's, I, I agree. I'm. I'm more focused on goalkeeper uh, and midfielder for me and the number 10. I'm much more focused on the number 10, personally. Yeah. Okay, let's quickly run through... We're going to do something new. We'll quickly run through the players from last night and we'll just do the quick uh, temperature check on every player. So give me an answer. Give me boiling. Uh, let's, Let's do boiling, tepid and freezing. Let's just do three. Time to see whose form's on top Who's heating up, whose temperature's dropped Who's been playing well and who's not It's freezing, warming up, boiling hot So you've got one in the middle So we'll do forms for each player And how they're doing Just obviously completely knee-jerk And after one preseason game A lot of these guys only played 45 minutes um, but, And I'm only going to do the players That are uh, going to be in our first team Most likely So I'm not going to do like Cumming as a goalkeeper right, Doing all the put Cumming in the freezer <laughs> Although I, I was quite Anyway we'll talk about this one uh, After but I was quite impressed With Bashir Humphreys And, and we'll see We should do warming up though. No? Okay, we'll do warming up as well. So we've got four. Okay, so Gusto. Warming up, really good. Yeah, I'm going to go warming up as well. I thought he uh, he actually was promising us. I, the, the commentators were hyping him up a lot last night. I love Jason Cundy on the, the Chelsea commentary. Yeah. He's one of my favourites. But um, yeah, I, I thought a little bit maybe overhyped. But, uh, just, he, I'm he just so play. excited that we've got a backup. Right, 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 <laughs> that's what it is. Just over, head over hills that we haven't got to play yet. Our, our, RWB are up. Aspi, bless him, and they take that the Indian summer of his career. So yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, Chalabar. Uh, uh, warming up. I always give Chalabar warming up. I I'm going to go boiling hot for Chalabar. Yeah, I thought he, was, wow. he was fantastic yesterday, and uh, shame that ended with a little Achilles uh, feel. Maybe hopefully that's nothing serious. But I, I thought he was really good, Chalabar yesterday. Um, yeah. Bashir Humphreys. Warming up. Yeah, I'm going to warm up as well. Quite impressed with him. He looked quite um, composed. I actually didn't see the team before the game started. And I was like, is that Levi Colwell or who's that over there? And it's like, Bashir Humphreys, he's a big old boy as well. And uh, yeah, I thought he, he was composed and, and yeah, played the whole game. And he looked pretty good. Um, Mark Kukurea. Also warming up. I'm going to go tepid for Kukurea. Oh, classic. <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed with him uh, in, in the game, and uh, I, I meant warming up in a temperature way because he was hot. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweating out there in North Carolina. Uh, but fair play to him for coming on, uh, for playing twice in the game, coming off and then coming back on. That was that was cool. Cassidy, easy one. Boiling hot, yeah. Boiling hot for Cassidy, fantastic. Yeah. Santos, warming up. I thought he was good. I think he's good on the ball. We could have played a good spray ball for for the thing for the fifth goal. Um, good player, very comfortable on the ball. Didn't see tons of him, but good player. I'm going tepid for Santos. I was a, a yeah. little bit underwhelmed with him yesterday. He looked small. I, I don't know. 
he he also looks a bit rash. Uh, he looks like a what I'd expect a young player to look like, basically. Right. Yesterday, I thought Cassidy was fantastic at his age, and and Santos I think is a year younger, but he uh, he, he really showed he looked like a young player yesterday. Uh, Chukwemenka, tepid for me. I'm going to Chukwemenka. He had some nice touches in the game, but I was excited to watch him at ten. Actually, we talked about that before the game as well. Where yeah. two of the players that we were most excited to watch, one was was Chukwemenka, and uh, yeah, he he was slightly disappointing. Uh, Matson, and it's got to be boiling hot. Two goals. I mean, boiling hot for Matson. Yeah. Even at left wing, fa- fantastic. Nicholas Jackson, boiling hot. Two assists everywhere. Pressing. What great, brilliant. I think, he got, I think he got one assist, Jackson, but he, he was fantastic in the. He got, in a second, the he got a goal. For, he got a, uh, for the second goal. He laid it off for uh, Matson as well. That was that was Shukomenko, yeah. Was it? Oh, okay, right, sorry. Um, Chilwell. Uh, wasn't on for uh, probably warming up. Got a great great goal. Uh, ran up and down a lot. Um, I think Ben Chilwell is really the bigger the captain material, and yeah, I thought he was pretty good last night. It was pretty shifting, so yeah. Warming. I think um, I'm going tepid for Chilwell. He was sloppy in the game yesterday. Great goal at the end, but he looked like it was his first preseason game. What wasn't too impressed. Uh, Connor Gallagher. Uh, I go warming up. I think Connor scored a good goal from outside the box. <laughs> a lot of optim- a lot of optimism here in your uh, in your. Uh, you know what? Five. You don't get five nil every every. Uh, every... When was the last time we had five nil, mate? <laughs> I'll, I'll give uh, Connor a tepid. I thought he was okay in the game, but yeah, a decent goal. I mean, should have been saved, but yeah. Um, it brings, brings the mean average up, you know. I'll, I'll Raheem, Raheem Sterling. Uh, I'll go tepid. I'm going to go freezing for Raheem. I, I thought he was rubbish oh. yesterday. I thought I really thought when he lost the ball. He gave the, he gave the ball away a lot. Yeah, he was yeah, and, and it just, I, I just, he wasn't on it at all. Sterling yesterday, and, and he missed a really easy chance to the header at the back post as well. Um, got an assist though. Got an assist. Yeah, I don't know. We'll go freezing. It may be harsh, but anyway, Nkunku. I go warming up. I think I think he was pretty quiet at second half. Didn't really have many touches. I mean, the commentators didn't say they hadn't heard his name very much. But you know, unfortunately, there was no balloons on tap in North Carolina. I don't know if they got a balloon shortage. He didn't have the balloon when he scored. But um, yeah, good goal, clinical. That's what we need. So just warming up. If he scores every week, he'll be warming up for me. However, he plays in the game play. So yeah, warming up. Yeah, I'm going tepid for Nkunku. I thought could have gotten involved more, but good goal. So yeah. Um, no, Lewis Hall. scoring goals they're getting, they're getting the warming up from <laughs> Lewis Halls is the last one uh, I'll go Tepid yeah Tepid for Lewis I mean, he didn't really get involved he only played uh, no. half hour but yeah, um, yeah and the, the players I think that Lewis played... Hall will be I know we've included in the first team I don't think Lewis Hall will be much around the first team this year to be honest I think he'll be out on loan pretty soon so that'd um, be good I think for him I hope he gets a midfield loan a special, for... just a special mention uh, An- Angelo Gabriel that Chilwell assist I mean we need a backup right winger. Outside shout for him to just stick around this year. Look electric in build up. Um, and I saw some YouTube videos of him. We look quite raw in terms of the final product. Amazing slide pass. I mean, I know he's playing against a, a knackered Wrexham team, but we haven't got a right backup right wing for Noni. I know you could put Sterling or Mujic on the right, but they both technically they both don't like being on the right wing very much. Outside shout just to keep him around for me. Yeah, I, think, I mean, right now, definitely there's a hole in that position. If you look at the squad depth chart that we've got as our pinned tweet right now yeah. on uh, ESCR Twitter, then you can see that, that right now that position, you know, Ziek and, and Cho are, are going to be gone. So uh, I think, yeah, outside chance for him. I, I agree with that to, to take that backup spot because that's sort of the age profile that we need as well. Yeah, 
I mean, obviously, the the the, the fashionable route and probably will go to Strasbourg, but Strasbourg's going to have some good players, you know, and we don't want to give, you know, we need some, if uh, Nonny got injured or something like that, he's a very similar profile to Nonny where he's a left-footed, um, inverted player and he can cut in and, you know, different players, but he's got similar profile in a sense of, like, their attributes in terms of uh, their positions on the pitch and where they look to run into, and obviously Nonny's a bit more experienced, but if Angelo's got a huge amount of hype, like the left-footed Neymar type of thing, so... Maybe keep him around. So maybe in the last 20, 30 minutes of games, he can go past some tiring Premier League defences. So I might outside shot to keep him around. Yeah. A few players that we didn't see last night that we should probably quickly mention. We didn't see Enzo Fernandez. No. We didn't see Kepa. We didn't see Thiago Silva. Um, I guess just sort of... Re- I know they, he said Thiago Silva wasn't feeling very well. Don't know no. why we didn't see Enzo and Kepa. Levi Colwell obviously didn't play because I guess he's still coming back from the... Uh, World Cup, uh, him and Madueke both didn't play. Yeah, M- Mikhailo Mudrik, same with him. Whether he's come back late, yeah, I think all the under, I think probably all the under twenty um, Euro Championships. They've, uh, yeah, it's going to be a rest. And um, yeah, I mean they're probably saving Carl Will for the big Chelsea Brighton grudge match is coming up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we've got much tougher tests in preseason coming up. This is sort of the gimme, I think, a little bit. And no, no, no disrespect, Ryan Reynolds, but. Um, yeah, we've got some big tests coming up. Brighton in that heat won't be fun against the Derby team. So, um, yeah, should be fun though. Looking forward to how this team fares against uh, Sterner opposition. But a real showcase of the, I think the recruitment. You know, we've question, I've questioned the recruitment a bit. Like you know, putting giving the twenty millions and the Casadio and the Santos and the Carnies, and but it shows that you know some of these players are going to be in the Chelsea team in the future, and at the very least, we can sell them for market value. Or book yeah. value, so um, yeah, shows the strategy is pretty true to be honest. Because these players have all got ability, whether they stay at the club long term or not. Yeah, and absolutely. And Posh challenged these young players to really stand out in these preseason minutes that they get, and and some of them definitely took those those chances last night. So. Yeah, 100%. absolutely fantastic. Um, let's move on to the Chelsea news. From Do we have to? I just thought, I like talking about us winning five now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was fun. Uh, but we'll we'll move on to something sadder, and that's Romelu Lukaku. Oh, what, what, what's the latest with him? Well, the latest with Romelu is he speaks seven languages, and he might want to brush up on his Saudi on his on his Arabic because I think he might be off to Saudi. He's he's burnt more bridges than a Spitfire in World War Two. This guy, he's burning bridges everywhere. He's turned his back on he's turned his back on his beloved Inter. You can't you can't you can't ride it with this guy. I don't know what's in his head. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if his representation. I don't know if his ego has been inflated. He's he's backing himself into a corner, and I think he's probably going to take a Saudi deal. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, he was racially abused quite badly uh, at Juve uh, when he played at Juve away. So I have no idea why he wants to play for Juventus. We know that in Italian football, racism is very prevalent. It's absolutely despicable. But this guy. I don't know what's in his head. He didn't want to be at Chelsea, apparently because he didn't start the Champions League final. That annoyed him. So he came on and then blocked a few shots to get Man City over the line. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to go... Edin Zeko's back up at Inter. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a mess. You know, Matt Law said it's an absolute mess. Who knows? I think he'll go. He's a problem as we speak, I think. 
on yeah, Wednesday. He, he, yeah, he turned up yesterday. Apparently. Yeah, on Thursday morning, I mean, there was a, a packing VH, like, God bless him, you know, he did an Instagram post saying I was still smiling. It was him and Abba and Brozier, actually, but, you know, they're still smiling, even though they're the exit crew, him, Abba and uh, Lukaku, but... um. Yeah, the finesse and just to get him out of the club as quick as possible. Hopefully to Saudi because we'll get more money. It's just a money game now. Don't don't want him near the club. Potch doesn't want him near the club. Uh, they're aligned. They're aligned on this. It's good. It's not like you know there's sort of disalignment between board and manager. No one wants Romelu Lukaku at anywhere near Chelsea Football Club. Yeah, the but the yeah. board don't want him. The manager doesn't want him. The fans don't want him there. He doesn't want to be there. I mean, it's just a matter of time until he goes. Yeah. So, look, look. Uh, I'll be glad when we when we can stop talking about him. Let's let's talk about something sadder, and that's Wesley Fofana's long term injury. They're gonna they did surgery yesterday to reconstruct his knee in inverted commas, which doesn't sound great. Um, what do we think about Wesley? We're, we're obviously gutted for him. There's two sides to look at this. You feel really sorry for the guy on the personal level. Um, he's had terrible injuries, but you do also think that wow, we spent eighty million on a player that is extremely injury prone. And it's worrying. It's very worrying. I mean, he just came out of nowhere, this injury, didn't it, really, to be honest? Um, came out of left field, because uh, com- complete shot. He's a, fan- he's a very good player. And it was a shame for him because, you know, we actually was getting quite a lot, getting thrown a lot of um, criticism last year by us. And uh, at the tail end of last season, you know, he got under Lampard, he really underperformed. And, you know, he's gonna, it's going to be difficult for him. Uh, apparently it's a whole season or at least until the March or April next year so I don't know in terms of what do you think do you think that I think the, I think in terms of this like do we need to replace him do you think in the market well I'll talk about that in a, in a moment but I, I do think just overall about Fafani he's one of the few players that we signed that I think has the potential to be the best in his position in the world like for example like Madweke I think is a really promising player and and um, he can be really good, but I think he's got a sort of a ceiling as a, sort of a like a Mares type player. I don't think Mar, um, I don't think Madueke can be the best right winger in the world. I just don't yeah. think he's got that ceiling about him. Whereas I do think Fafana has everything. I think he could be the best centre back in the world in five years' time, considered to be. Like he, he literally has everything that you need as a centre back. Fantastic in the air, fantastic pace, great one on one, good on the ball. You know, he, he he's got everything. Um, he just needs to sort out that mental aspect of him and his concentration. And and you know, one thing that he needs to do that sort of thing is minutes. Um, and yeah, he's, he's gutted for him that obviously he had that horrible leg break. That, that could happen to anyone. Um, and yeah, these sort of a- MCL, ACL type knee injuries, they could also really happen to anyone. Um, so I do think he's been a, a, a very unlucky with injuries. People sort of don't factor in luck as much as they should do yeah, in, yeah. In, in, real, in real life. There, there is a lot of luck involved. You know, you put your knee in the wrong place or your leg in the wrong place and suddenly you're out for for 10 months. And yeah, I'm, I'm just gutted for him because, yeah, I think this is just a key time for a player like his development, especially when he's playing at a, at a top team. You know, he, he would have been a, a very, very... Um, Important player for us this season. He's 22 years old. This is last year with with Thiago Silva, most likely. You know, it would have been a key key time for him to in his development, and he's not going to get that time. And he's missed his age 20 season. He's um, at Leicester. He has missed um, half the season at least for us last year. Um, his age 21 year, and now his age 22 year, he's going to miss the whole season as well. So, really, really 
sad for him. That's key for his development. It's, it's going to really stunt that. And, and, and yeah, he's going to have to come back at the end of this season or I guess maybe the start of next season and, and really get his head down and, and work. But yeah, um, in terms of replacements for him, Trevor Chalaba is a ready-made one. I think he was one that was maybe going to be going, um, but I think he can sort of slot in as uh, as another centre-back option now. We've got Colwell, we've got Badiashil, we've got Silva, and Chalobah as well is, is now the fourth yeah. centre-back. Is that how you see it? Yeah, there's been talk of on Twitter. Uh, we've got, you can follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Chelsea. We've got 250, uh, 250. 1,250 followers. We're looking to get the 1,500 followers for you to drop us a follow. That'd be great. Um, but there was a lot of talk on Twitter last night about Mark Gahey uh, being linked back. Not sure about that. I think Mark Gahey is probably very much enjoying playing a lot of football broken to the England team. Mark Gahey will probably not be first choice. I think with Trev, quite happy, I think, being not like a backup, but being rotated. He can maybe use it right back. He can be using a three. For me, I just think you've got four centre-backs and that's kind of standard uh, for a football club. Um, and you just, yeah, that's it. So it's just a numbers game. Five too much and four's perfect. So the only silver lining of Fafana's injury is that, you know, Trevor Chalaber probably won't be leaving the club and he can be utilised. And I think he deserves a chance. So, um, yeah, I think I think Trevor Chalaber will, will be the backup. And you have to remember that people always talk about, you know, silver... Silver won't play many minutes. I think Silver played one of the, I think it was top three minutes last year, wasn't it? Um, so I think Thiago Silva, with only playing a game a week, can play plenty of football. So I don't think necessarily we'll need Chalaba every game anyway. So yeah, I think I'm the same. Just just keep Trevor. I've got a lot of faith in him. I know you're kind of kind of on the fence with, with Trevor a little bit. Um, yeah, I thought but... he had a great game last night, Chalaba. But yeah, I don't think Chalaba. I think he's he's very mixed. Uh, reviews from from fan bases i know um i was listening to the london london is blue podcast live um and they were mixed on their uh review of him as well when they were talking about chalaba last night or the night before saying you know a couple of people think he's not good enough to play for chelsea a couple of people think he's got incredible potential still and could could be a top center back so i think fans are all over the place on chalaba but in general you know i think he's a fine number four center back in us in a squad like this for us for sure also, like he is technically a DM and midfielder, and if there's an injury crisis, he can be put there. I mean, he was only put there once for. I don't remember Tuchel put him there for Watford away. We won two one um, a couple of years ago. But he is technically a midfielder. He can. He's a little bit like Loftus Cheek, where he can be, but I think more effective. He can be played at right back, right centre back, left centre back, centre back, uh, DM. So you need some of those. Uh, players in the squad so for me just keep you know he's not on high, that particularly high wages he's, in, he's only at the start of his contract no issues with that or anything I've got to renew his contract or anything like that so I think just keep him he's settled at the club he clearly doesn't really want to leave so just keep him yeah. great so that's the uh, football side side of things wrapped up one last uh, quick chat is about Chelsea's agreement to buy the land next to Stamford Bridge yeah which can be used for stadium rebuild they bought this off Stoll uh, last week, a 1.2-acre site um, that prov- provided uh, supporting housing for veterans has now been purchased or agreed to, in principle to be purchased. Um, wh- what does that mean for, for Chelsea going forward? Well, I think it likely means that, well, I don't know for sure, that maybe the, the, the ground will be, we'll stay at Sanford Bridge, the site, essentially. I think what they're looking at is a, 
there'll be a link between Fulham Broadway. I mean, some some of listeners won't know exactly, but Fulham Broadway is about I don't know five hundred meters, six hundred meters from the ground. Uh, there's a lot of shops in between and some ground, but I think they'll be looking to build some sort of train station or some walkthrough there um, and just have a huge development just going from the, the station to the ground. And I think what's going to happen is they're probably going to completely demolish Stamford Bridge and just that we'll have to relocate, unfortunately. Apparently, the standby stand is just too logistically difficult and you can't build an elite stadium that way. Um, you know, we, we, the, the current Stamford Bridge was built that way and... When you look at it, it's a bit uneven. You know, the East stand's much bigger than the other stands, and it's, it's just the capacity is brought down, and the, there's different standards of the grounds of the of the stands. So, I think hopefully it'll just be a complete. You demolish it. You might get John Terry to run through some brick walls to demolish it, like he used to. But yeah, that's it really. And then yeah, I'm not sure when it'll begin. Probably next summer. But what do you think? Yeah, I think that. Um... Buying the land around the grounds important to them. I know that Todd Bowley and Clear Lake both believe that they want they want to have one of the biggest and best stadiums in in England. In and how to do that, they're open to. But I think this is a key step to sort of secure the fact that we're going to be staying in this location, which is great. I love this location. Um, yeah, I, I love Stamford Bridge and where it is, and and it feels like home. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, it's cool because this means that we're not going to move to Earl's Court. We're not going to move to you know any of these surrounding areas. If they secure this land, it's it's likely that they're going to try and rebuild the stadium, like you said. So yeah, <clears throat> it's uh, it's a promising sign, and yeah, that I think it's understood that that Chelsea view moving to Earl's Court as sort of an unattractive proposition and and other areas. But yeah, it's likely, like you said, that that they're going to have to rebuild the stadium, and we're going to be away for a few years probably, but. Definitely exciting to to the idea of coming back to a brand new stadium in that Stamford Bridge location. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we will see. All right, and then finally, it's time for a, a quiz. Questions about the blues, so you don't lose. There'll be a few clues. Correct answers only. It is what it is. It's time for the ESCR quiz. Yeah, we've you know got a quiz. I don't know if you saw the uh, last week's quiz, uh, quiz, but I made it a bit. You, I made a quiz that really I should have done when you were there. I gave quick poor Chris fourteen players who played for AC Milan and Chelsea. I think we doubled the length of the pot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I was I went a bit too much after the the pod was too easy the week before. But what I've done is the it's, it's a classic na- name the team, and what I've done is. The last time Chelsea played a pre-season game when we didn't have Europe that year. Do you know the season? Is it, it must have been Conte. Yeah. Conte, yeah. Conte, the 16-17 season. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, we, we played Rapid Vienna and we, we lost 2-0. Oh, right. We lost 2-0. Not a good start for the Conte reign. Turned out pretty good, though. We ended up winning the league that season. As we, you know, as we always talk about, no Europe equals win the league. So basically nailed on to win the league this year, especially after last night winning five nil. But can you name the team? I'm not sure I can, to be honest, but I will have a go. <laughs> um, all right, we'll go. So this is the first piece in the game, so it could be anyone playing it. I no, mean, is it... Right. there's a mix. There's one player, an African player. Right? I'm not sure I can pronounce. I'll give you the initials, but. Um... 
Yeah, but there's some classic players in there. Just some classic players. All right, we'll, we'll we'll have a go. So we'll go uh, Courtois. No, there's a player who's been an answer. He's like a backup goalkeeper. He's been an answer uh, for a few times in the quizzes. Schwarzer. Yeah, right area. He's he's Serbian. Oh, Be- Begovic. Begovic. Ding one. Think of your classics. There's two or three classics from that era. Um, Cahill. No, there's attackers. There's a couple of attackers who are classic. Oh, um, Pedro Willian. Willian, ding. Um, up top. Um, I mean, has it has our? But he didn't play. So Hazard well. wasn't even in the squad. He must have been injured and come out later. Yeah, yeah. Um. Batswari, but that—that's why he was—he was—he was joining up with the club. I think he just been bought. You got all right. A, a, a legendary right back of the club. We'll go back to front. Uh, Aspie, another legendary right right back. Ivanovic, Three, three. All right, ding. Probably, I just mentioned about him running through brick walls. John Terry, yeah. Um, the rest are pretty up top striker. Oh, we, we, I thought we were starting at the back. Should we go? Oh, oh, all right, sorry, all right, all right. I might mess around. A guy who just left the club this summer, legendary player. It was sad when he left. Left back. Bit of a. Marcus Alonso? <laughs> Legend in a not a way for playing, just sort of a kind of a. I don't know what you call it. Oh, right. Baba Rahman. Baba Rahman. Now, you've missed out. There's a centre-back. His, his initials are PD. African player. Oh, it's, uh, I'm not going to get this, I don't think. Am, am I going to get that? Nah. Should, should I give you it? Yeah. It's Papi Dilabodji, is it? Oh, I do remember this guy, yeah. Yeah, he just played for us a season. I'll, be, went, uh, I'll tell you what, if anyone tweet us in if you get that, I mean, I'll be yeah, so that incredible. I, I there's mean, no, way, there's no way anyone's getting that. I think it's like he got one league, a one league, a league cup appearance for us, and then uh, he went, he went, he went away, and then eventually, I don't know, I think he got sacked by a club in France. That was that was him, right? Uh, now mid, the rest you'll get midfield. Fabregas, Kante. Uh, Kante just signed. So he he had, he didn't make it. Matic, Matic. There you go. Um, There's one player that I didn't think was under Conte, but he was. He was a bit of a um, bit of a he was a hero in the Champions League 2012. Mikel. Yeah, Mikel. I didn't know he was around for Conte. I guess he was. Another player who's left this summer. Quite emotional that he left. Midfielder. Quite emotional. Ruben. Ruben off the cheek. Yeah, two left. So this is the forwards, right? So I've yeah, got Willian. This player, this player played right wing back in that season, but I think he played right wing that day or left wing. Uh, Moses, Victor Moses. Victor Moses, wonderful. And last but not least, him oh, and Conte oh. used to have it out quite a lot. Oh, Diego forwards. Costa. It's Diego Costa. Ding, 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 ding. Wow. Well, done. well done. So yeah, on the bench you had Blackman, Delac, Hector, Maeza, Aina, Chalaba. I think that was Nathaniel Chalaba, uh, Trevor's yeah. brother. 
Kennedy, Kubias, don't know who that is, Oscar, Atsu, rest in peace, he's, he's died since that happened, but rest in peace to Atsu, Torre and Loic Remy to finish it up. Wow. Yeah. Well, imagine if I made you do the bench. We really would be really <laughs> We really would be here all day. <laughs> well, pre-season lineups, you really tried to stitch me up there. Um, <laughs> thanks for that, Brady, though. That's great. great. Um, but yeah, that's all we've got time for today. We will return next week with some more pre-season reviews for all the latest news and updates and all things Chelsea and ESCR. You can follow us on Twitter, Eat Sleep Chelsea, and Instagram, Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. As always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening. Chelsea.